This is Fine Rambles, number 52. The Lords of Karma were, uh, <laughs> were on their game this week. I think, <laughs> I think they listened to last week's podcast. And they got together and they said, let's test this little bastard in the real world. Just a little. Just a little. Set the testometer to one. And they gave me two tests this week, and I failed them both. Badly. And, you know, I think the two tests were related. Because the Lords of Karma... And, you know, really, I should have a, I should have a sound effect for that. Something like, the Lords of Karma... They're not bound by the laws of of space and time. So I'm on my way home from the gym, and this car pulls out right in front of me. And, I mean, oh man, right in front, to the point where I'm stomping on the brakes, and my tires squeal, and I have to actually swerve into the other lane to avoid hitting the back of the car. And we come up to a red light, and... I stop next to this car and, you know, in a second, my heart rate goes from 60 to 150 probably. And, you know, I literally see red. (laughs) I literally see red. And my lizard brain grabs the wheel, so to speak. You know, my nervous system, which is way faster than my brain, you know, where where all the good intentions are. My nervous system takes over. And by the way, let me just say this. You know, none of this is an excuse. An excuse would mean I don't have to change. These are reasons, and they're trying to help me figure out how to change. And God, you know, change is just so fucking hard. (laughs) All right, anyways, so what did I do? What did I do? I'm, I'm, I pull up next to this car and, you know, I push the little button to lower my window and I honk and I honk and I give the driver the finger. And when she finally looks over, I say terrible, terrible things. I say, how can I put this? I say things based on what I think will piss her off the most, Right. I'm trying to make her angry as though as though anger is is some contagious virus, right? Right? Like it's a virus that wants me to spread anger from me to her. And and I'm doing everything in my power to spread that anger. And again, remember, this was a one on the testometer of the Lords of Karma, right? I failed the easiest possible test. And that terrifies me terrifies me. And, you know, it's weird to think about this, but I was probably acting with more control and more virtue in my actions, my actions, my actions. When I was at my first job, when I was just starting out, 22 years old, working for an investment bank in New York, I was the lowest man on the totem pole, you know, the lowest of the low. Everyone else had total power over me. And, you know, I was physically exhausted. 
I was getting emotionally abused, but I watched my behavior with a fucking electron microscope. Because, you know, the consequences of a blow-up, even when we hadn't slept for 48 hours, even when our boss's boss's boss was yelling at us, telling us how worthless we were, the risk was existential, right? If you didn't control yourself, if I didn't control myself and said one dumb thing, maybe I got fired. Maybe I got blacklisted. And there I am, unemployable at 22. So it's strange to think in that situation, as low man on the totem pole, I was constantly being tested. And I never knew when a test might come. I never knew when a boss might snap at me or when I might, you know, lose control. So I always had to be on my guard. Thinking back, it was more than that even. You know, it wasn't just reactive. My virtue, if you want to call it that, was proactive. There was, there was an element of Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> about that job. And, you know, my guess is most jobs early in a career have this characteristic. I became very empathetic with those who had power over me because I wanted to survive. And I would try to figure out what my bosses wanted and to do that, right? I, I was this like eager to please little puppy. But now, right, I'm no longer that low man on the totem pole. I'm no longer under the power of almost everyone I meet. And I think to some degree that has helped me become a worse person. I think it's important for me to say that again. I'm not a good person. If I give myself that label, I think that will make it easier for me next time to act badly, right? That's the worst combination. You know, I, I did a bad thing, but I'm a good person. Because when I say that to myself, I don't need to change, right? Again, it's like using it, it's using my own intrinsic virtue, which might not even exist as the excuse, right? I get to keep doing shitty things, but that's not how it works, right? I am what I do. What I do, I become, right? We judge the tree by the fruit, and, you know, this goes back to something I talk about a lot, I think. You know, maybe this is a bridge too far, but I think, it's, I think it's true. This idea of hormesis, this idea of stress, whether it's through exercise or sauna or fasting, stress, recovery makes us stronger. And when I was under a stressful situation... It made me stronger. It made me better, knowing that there were pitfalls all around. And now, you know, now my situation is pretty easy. And that makes it easy for me to, to feel, to feel virtuous. Because it's rare, it's rare now to face a real moral challenge. And so my moral Character is almost never tested. It's almost never stressed. 
And the result is my moral character is weak. I'm not a good person. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard to do this, I don't know, moral hormesis. Is that even a term? It's hard to, to train yourself in the habit of doing the right thing because negative emotion <laughs> is really fast, right? I think I said this before. Your nervous system responds way faster than your brain. And it's hard to train your nervous system if you're not constantly being exposed to the right kind of stress. And I don't think I am, right? Like, let me think of some examples. Am I, am I nice to someone in the service industry who is literally being paid to be polite to me? I don't get any points for that. That's a zero. <laughs> That's a zero on the testometer of the lords of karma. What's another example? Am I, am I nice to someone who's already being nice to me? Zero fucking points. That's a zero on the testometer, right? Except, I guess I should say, hopefully, those easy moments, those non-tests, essentially, they may create the habit of doing the right thing rather than fooling me into thinking I'm just this awesome, good person. Because if I get complacent and start thinking I'm a good person, I will not be ready when the lords of karma set the testometer to a two, <laughs> let alone a six or an eight or a 10. So that was the first test I failed. Back to the story. So the second test, the second failure, I'm at a restaurant two days later. I'm the only person eating at the restaurant, except a couple tables over, there's an elderly couple. And the woman has a cane, and she's elderly, and a friend of mine calls while I'm eating. I answer the phone, and we're chatting for a couple of minutes. And then I hear her start to yell at me from you know, a couple, ta couple tables down and she's, she's angry and she's bitter, you know, to be fair, she probably has some health issues. She probably has some recurring pain issues, but in the moment, all I see is that she's just spitting invective at me. She's, she's castigating me. She's cursing me for, for, and my sin is, you know, speaking in a loud tone in a public place. And just like the woman driver that I yelled at, I freeze. I freeze. I'm, I'm scared. Like, I'm scared. There is something terrible about seeing malevolence. This woman's face was, it was red. <laughs> it was twisted. Like it was, it was physically contorted. I could hear her hatred, her words. They were, they were full of, 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 of rage, of venom. She was malevolent. Yes, but more. She was, she was possessed by malevolence, you know, to use a metaphor, I guess. She was possessed just in the exact same way that I was possessed when I was screaming at the woman driver. And it's scary to be in that situation because malevolent people are dangerous, right? They're not thinking rationally. They will do dumb, 
things just to hurt you. And here's where the stories come together, the two tests, because because at a mythic level, I think the woman who was screaming at me in the restaurant was the same woman I had screamed at in the car. I know that sounds, that sounds crazy, but I think it's true at a very deep level. Anger is contagious. My negative emotion, in a, in a sense, had rippled through the entire universe and come back to me. So my anger, right? So I had infected the woman driver with anger. And, and maybe she had passed that anger on to someone who had passed it on to this woman. Or maybe the driver nurtured that anger for years, held on to it, cradled it until it corrupted her, until it helped to make her an angry person. And now here she was, decades later, showing me the face of a demon, the same face I had made two days before. She was unloading my rage back onto me. And, you know, it doesn't make any difference that it was two days for me and decades for her, because again, the lords of karma, they don't have to follow the rules of time and space. I never get away with anything ever. No one does. No one gets away with anything ever. And I didn't get away with losing control while driving. And again, here's the really scary part. I couldn't control myself when the testometer was at a one. And that does not spell well for me being able to control myself next time when the lords of karma crank up the testometer to a six or a ten. And if they do, or when, I guess when is more appropriate, because you know that test is coming. And when it does, I'm going to be in real trouble. And it's that moment that matters. It's the hardest moment that matters. Not when some stranger cuts me off in traffic and I go all road ragey, but when someone really wants to make me angry so I do something stupid. That's the test. That, in a sense, is what I'm practicing for. And here's the mind fuck, right? I never know when that moment is coming. I have to be ready for it all the time. And I don't have an answer for how to do this. I don't have a neat little bow to wrap this package up in. Now, maybe part of the answer is habit. But it's hard to develop that habit. And maybe part of the answer is the possibility of consequences just like it was at my first job. And here, you know, and here the language of religion seems to be appropriate, right? Now that we've killed God, right? Now that we've killed the guy in the sky, what are we left with? What are we left with to help us get into that mind space where we practice doing the right thing deliberately So when the true test comes, we can do the right thing unconsciously, automatically. 
Because, you know, nobody really believes in the lords of karma. And we've replaced God with, with what? Crowdsourced shaming via social media? Twitter mobs? Social justice brigades? Everyone with a camera? Always and eagerly watching for what they consider sin? That doesn't seem like an improvement. All right. (laughs) I've been a very chatty Kathy. I'll catch you next week.